You're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind-the-scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jack's 47 Mobile Bar. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today, we have Tori Carrasco which with Carrasco Catering. Tori, thanks so much for joining me today on Podcast and Prosecco. Let's start out with your favorite beverage at the moment. What are you, uh, you drinking these days? <sighs> tea, mostly. I drink a lot of tea. But if we want to talk about something with alcohol in it, I love a fresh margarita. I, mm. growing up, always thought that I didn't like margaritas because I'd only had the sour mix, yucky kind. But yeah. once I tried a real margarita, put a little mezcal in it, and that's, that's my jam. I'm all about the margarita. I have a bottle of, where is it? I think I might have put it away so I wasn't too close to my desk. But it was, um, <laughs> oh, Camarena, I think. Are you familiar with that, Camarena? I know that one. I like the Casamigos Black. Casamigos, yeah, that's the good stuff. Yeah. See, this, this is uh, the one I get is like kind of in between, you know? It's like the middle all right. one. Um, so a, a proper margarita. Lay out the ingredients that you put in. Your margarita. I, I let my husband make it. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> the proper ingredients is chef made. Right? Yeah. Good answer. Well, I'm gonna do a. Uh, after this, I'm gonna record a little video on how to make a mojito at home. So, awesome. um, it's called my mason jar cocktail series. Very cool. So I got to put the. I got to do the margarita next after that. So Tori, tell us about. Your catering business, what do you guys specialize in? What are you known for? What do you like to serve? So a lot of it has a Latin flair. So my husband's the chef, and then we've partnered with another chef recently. Um, and a lot of what we do, he had five restaurants in Mexico, uh, built a bunch of food trucks. So anything with a Latin flair or Italian food is his specialty, but he's recently gotten into a lot of Southern and barbecue and things because of so much demand down here. Um, and then his partner, Santiago had worked for a catering company in New York for a long time and is, is used to mass weddings and events and he's got best wings in town and, um, we can do most anything, but if we can't do it, we're very comfortable referring you to somebody else that can. So the specialty is in Latin cuisine, but you do have a, wide range of skill sets on the team it sounds like for sure we can do a carving station or you know any kind of stations i've recently um gotten into a lot of grazing tables i think it's really neat mm -hmm. photography wise it doesn't um look beautiful once people start eating off of it but mediterranean <laughs> style with peppers and olives and different spreads and falafel or fruit and cheese platters and um, a lot of people are kind of going to that kind of thing to decorate the tables during happy hour and um, happy hour, cocktail hour, same thing, right? Yep, um, yep. But, but that's been kind of fun lately. Um, a lot of people are, are like in stations and, um, but we, we are more of a personal chef than a traditional catering company in that we like to, to set up a call and go over what people care about, what they're interested in. Are they gluten-free? Do they have a lot of vegans or, or whatever the case may be? We want to see what their tastes and styles are and build a menu together to where they're going to be super excited about what they're getting and the chef doesn't have to lose his passion for working with people and, and creating. 
So instead of having a set menu, you really build it custom. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So how did this all begin? I mean, I know your husband has a history in the restaurant industry, but did he do catering before that? Or did you just, you know, I know that you are, uh, you have a history in event management, correct? Right. Event planning. So did those just come together and create the little baby of Carrasco Catering? A little bit, yeah. He um, he catered a bunch of more large scale events in Mexico and was used to putting out like food festivals and all sorts of stuff. Um, and then I would plan corporate events for Land Rover and Range Rover, and you know for all our clients. And um, you know we'd go to different venues. We hosted at Burntshirt and a couple other places in town. Um, and so people kept asking from our restaurant, "Do you cater? Do you cater? Will you cater?" And he has a, a nice vegan specialty, has a lot of vegan food. And some vegans said, please, we want our rehearsal dinner to be a taco bar. We want it to be vegan. We don't want people to, you know, be disappointed that it's vegan. We want it to be great vegan food. And so we did that. And then somebody else came in to eat at the restaurant. And was like, please, we really want you to do our wedding. And so after a while, we did a few. And then I said, well, I'll just build a website and see what happens and sign up for wedding wire. And then it just started meeting so many great people in the community and venue owners. And, you know, it, it just kind of blew up and um, I kind of found my own passion within that, how, how much fun it is. Well, I love when a business starts almost organically like that. Right. right? So for me, I, I was grasping at straws in Asheville and I was like, all right, I have this old truck, you know, this family truck. So let me create a mobile bar service, right? And it was a suggestion from a venue owner. She's like, the couple might want to put the bar in the back. And I said, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> so that was kind of like, you know, a business that was started out of necessity on my part, right? Because I didn't have anything solid in Asheville. But when someone comes to you and they've been either, you know, either your, I mean, in your case, it was the restaurant, but like if someone went to a hairdresser, and who'd been cutting their hair for years was like, Oh, I want you to do our wedding. And they never thought about doing that before. You know, it's like a very good natural transition. So I love that. I think that organic is great. It means that you are already doing a good job. So to parlay that into a catering business makes a lot of sense. And I dig that. Thanks. So who's your ideal client then Tori for this? um, I mean, you say you do, all sorts of stuff, but is it the hundred person wedding? Is it the 50 person backyard event? You know, what does the ideal client, you know, appreciate and why, you know, yeah. <laughs> what would your yeah. ideal client appreciate about your uh, catering business in particular? Well, so I guess for us, size doesn't really matter, <laughs> but what does matter is, is that people are excited about food. So people that are foodies, um, a lot of times are, are a good match. Um, people that, um, we had one wedding where they had a lot of allergies and people that need that special consideration to food allergies, um, are a great match for us. Uh, you know, 350 person wedding, that might be a little bit bigger. I think our, our average is about 120, but, um, you know, I've done 35 person weddings and a lot of micro weddings and, um, they're really fun and unique too. And we can just kind of customize the style of the event and the style of the food to fit that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we like people that, that want to want to build a menu together. I agree. That's, that's kind of like, you know, how I operate as well. If they don't care about the bar, 
they probably don't want to work with me and I don't know if I want to work with them because it's like you can just get uh you can just hire you know some rando to bartend but if you want a really good experience with draft cocktails you know and local beer and then I'm your guy so I you know I think it goes back to something a wedding planner said a few weeks ago on my podcast which is you got to figure out your top three priorities and focus on those for sure so, and with the yeah. bar it makes a huge difference I mean I've had um, people that want specialty drinks and then have high, I've had somebody that did hire just a regular bartender and didn't, they didn't have a planner either. And they didn't think about, am I going to need ice? Who's bringing the cups? What's the, and they just, they just hired a bartender and, um, it makes a huge difference. If the guest experience, how much easier it is for the couples to just show up and, and have these great drinks crafted for them. And not to mention the cool truck. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. If the, if the bar is one of their priorities, even the guest experience, right? Food and drink are such a big part of that. I mean, every category of vendor at the wedding is a professional, right? You have the florists, you have the musicians, you have the caterer, the bartender. So we're, we're all professionals and, and, well, not all of us, but <laughs> 90% of us are professionals and do a good job. and there's a cost associated with that. Right. And a lot of people don't realize that they're like, Oh, if I just have some musicians, that's just like a few hundred dollars. It's like, no, that's like at least a thousand, maybe 2000 for like a few musicians, right. To show up and play for the day. So right. that being said, it can easily add up, right. A wedding can easily cost as we know, 25, $30,000 without even thinking about it. So by focusing on, you know, if you do have a budget, which most people do of some number, right? Maybe it's 50 grand, maybe it's a hundred grand, maybe it's 10 grand. If you have a budget, figure out your priorities and work with that and focus on those things, you know, because if you want professionals, they will cost a good amount of money, you know? Right. So yeah, that's my we, opinion. We some way <laughs> to save too, if they've got a budget and they, you know, want a simpler menu and they don't need, you know, full staff and they're going to use compostable plates and, um, you know, depending on the venue setup and what their requirements are, you know, people can save a little bit on staff and food by going that way. Yeah. But you know, the majority of people we work with are looking to create this experience for their guests. And we, we, our goal is for people to be a guest at their own event. And I know that's, that's how you are as well. You want them to show up and not have to, you don't have to ask them questions. You don't have to uh, ask where to go or what to do. We know where to go and what to do and how to divert anything that, that needs to be changed to be able to make it where this couple can have this magical day and, and just be their own, their, their own guests. Exactly. And I talked to, you know, a lot of couples about what their vision is, right? That's one of my first questions is, you know, what do you want this to be about? What do you, you know, what are your guests like? And, you know, they often say, oh, they're traveling in from Iowa, from New York, from Florida. And I'm like, well, <laughs> what comes to mind is if people are traveling hundreds, if not thousands of miles and spending days getting to your wedding, then yeah, throw them a, a fun party, you know, and, and celebrate, well, celebrate your rite of passage as a couple tying the knot. So I'm all about the guest experience. I'm all about creating some, you know, a really memorable day or night and I'm just a big proponent of figuring out the priorities and choosing those. You know, if you, if you just love music and mountain views, then there's something for you, you know, but if you love good food and drink, 
you, they're, they're, you're going to go in a different direction. So yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, people aligning with their values when it comes to selecting vendors and putting down money. Um, and I, I, I as well have more affordable packages. You know, there's, I have a package without the truck, which reduces it a lot, but you still get, you know, my level of service, the, the bartenders that are vetted by me, obviously, you know, and the draft beer and the recommendations and the knowledge, you know, of how to um, produce a great event. So uh, I think, you know, having an option for those folks who maybe don't have the thousands of dollars to throw down is important. Um, but we all, we all have to pay ourselves um, well enough to stay in business as well. That's one of my things is this is a business. It's not a, it's not a hobby. Um, right. And I think a lot of times couples or, or sometimes couples or vendors or planners or sometimes don't think about the cost. Like you were saying with the musicians, their equipment costs so much. They've been, they've paid for training. They paid for classes. You pay for a license and a liquor license and yeah. the cost of maintaining the trucks. And we have all of our equipment our staff and it just goes, it's, it's a lot. Um, we as vendors do a lot to try to deliver that exceptional experience, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I, I try to remind, um, folks of that reality, but not in a pushy way, <laughs> you know, really just say, Hey, like, you know, this is, we're, we're here for you to create a great experience and focusing more on them. Um, but backing it up with, you know, the, not the facts, but backing it up with, um, authority, I guess. So, right. So Tori, you started the catering side just a year or two ago. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. October will be two years, I think. So. Okay. And uh-huh. before that, you said you were doing some event management, like your career was in or event planning. Yeah, so um, I worked with um, Land Rover for years. And so we would do customer events and product launches and all that. And I was always responsible for planning the entire thing. Um, you know, did a launch party for Maserati as well. And, um, so yeah, I mean, it was, we had clientele that we needed to entertain and, and give them a reason to want to come to the event or the dealership to see this product. And, um, you know, so I was the one selecting the caterer and the musicians and, determining the layout and the guest flow and the timing and the timeline and all that. And that kind of transitioned into being able to, to plan the catering side of events because I'm so used to how they flow um, and managing things that can happen along the way and just keeping things smooth. I would say that's a very important trait because a chef that wants to enter the catering world doesn't understand the, cadence of a wedding right whereas you already doing so many events you you know how it all flows you know how to manage those vendors so i feel like that's an exceptional strength for the business the fact that you're part of it because if ricardo went to go and do catering (laughs) i mean he is obviously has experience but like you two together is like a great combo it seems like well yeah he loves this he his beer battered cauliflower is amazing but you have to have a fryer on site. So we either have to bring the food truck or have somebody rent a fryer. We can do it on site, but I'm not going to, I'm comfortable with knowing what foods travel well, what foods need to be done on site. And so those are the kind of things that make a difference in, in the quality of food that, that you have for your guests. So, 
Um, just thinking of those little things are important. Yeah, there's more, a little more um, the attention to detail and the need for logistics of, when it comes to catering at a wedding is a little more, it's just different, you know, compared to a traditional restaurant or just even cooking in your house, which like, right. you know, there's all different levels of activity when it comes to any, anything, right? There's a, there's the bar, uh, folks that bartend at home. There's the folks that bartend at cocktail bars mm-hmm. and there's the folks that bartend at weddings. Right. So same with chefs, same with musicians and all that. Like I play guitar at home. I would never play a wedding. No way, Jose. But, um, wedding bartender, I could definitely do. I cook at home, but you will not see me cooking for a wedding. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, Tori, as you know, Asheville is a huge wedding destination. We have couples coming from all over the country to celebrate and tie the knot here in the mountains. What advice would you give to those couples coming here that's specific to Asheville and the surrounding areas? Um, you mean specifically about wedding, like their wedding here or... Or just coming to Asheville? Um, I guess both. I think Asheville's slightly unique in that we have a lot of mountain venues, right? We have a lot of farm and rural and kind of backyard venues. It's not, we don't have a lot of ballroom, you know, and like all-inclusive venues, although we have some, right? It's it's just a little more of a different beast than, shall we say, Charleston, which is completely flat with a little more leaning towards all-inclusive. So, uh, yeah, just any advice you have for, for couples in regarding to maybe s- selecting a venue to, uh, finding vendors and vetting those folks. Yeah. The biggest, the biggest thing that I've learned in this and in life is just to trust your instincts. If you go and say the venue owner is standoffish or doesn't call you back much, or you've got any kind of, of reservations or feelings, listen to it. It's so important. It's really so important that you mesh with your vendors Um, and that you can tell that they care about you and they care about what you're trying to do. And, and like, like Bryce says, he cares about your vision. He wants to know what's your vision, because if the, if the vendors want to deliver your vision the way you want it, then, then those are your people. But you also want somebody that's not afraid to speak up and say, yeah, I know you want to do it this way, but how do you feel about, about doing this? So, um, but just just feel it out and, and use your instincts to know. But, um, I mean, there's great sites. You can, you can read reviews, you can look online. Um, we've got everything from barns to horse farms to, um, indoor venues. I mean, there's, there's plenty of places to get married here. And the neat thing about getting married in Asheville is the town and the city and you can walk around. It's very safe. The people are so nice. Um, and you'll get that, that Asheville experience. It's just this warm mountain town. There's incredible restaurants here. There's neat little shops. Um, even growing up as a a kid, I grew up about an hour and 15 minutes away. And it was always when I got a weekend, I wanted to go to Asheville. I want to go spend the day there. I want to walk around there. There's something just about the feeling of walking around the city. Um, and that, that's what made me want to move here. It's just, it's the people in the city and you just kind of feel the love when you, when you get here so it's a nice romantic destination spot because the city just kind of vibrates love within itself yeah totally and i recommend people to spend the whole weekend here for i mean obviously they're going to spend the weekend but i love the idea of the wedding weekend rather than just the wedding reception 
Absolutely. So there's some camp summer camps in the area and they, you know, they book out the whole summer camp for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe even Monday. Um, so you'll, you'll hear me talk about that almost every episode is the summer camps. Cause I think it's so much fun The people are already coming here, you know? And so it's just a great opportunity to spend time with people and let them let your guests enjoy the area because there's, if, let's say they're mountain bikers. We'll go down to Brevard and mountain bike craft beer drinkers. Well, there's a million freaking breweries, you know, um, nature lovers, food lover. I mean, art, right. You can go down to the river arts district and tour the galleries. So, I'm a big fan of people, you know, almost telling their guests that they should come maybe for five days, right? <laughs> right? Instead That's of just a, a week. I've had couples that we say, what, what's your honeymoon? Oh, we're going to do that later. We're going to stay in Asheville longer. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They love, and we did a camp wedding, summer camp wedding. It was so much fun that when they got married, they came across the water to the reception in the canoe. Which um, summer camp? It was Camp Tonawanda. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a wedding booked. Uh, in October, Camp Tonawanda. It's so cool. They're yeah. just great. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a, a big fan. And it's funny because I just booked a wedding where they said their estimated guest count, or sorry, their guest list was 150. So they were like, well, we think maybe 110 people will come. And their cake baker said, no, no, people want to come to Asheville. So it'll be like 90% of your guest list will actually... Oh, yeah. RSVP. So I think that's something to consider when you're putting out the building the guest list is you better really actually want those people to come because they're 90% likely to say yes. They want to come to Asheville. Yeah. Yeah. They do. And it's so neat. And, and we love to see people from all over come together and just have a great time. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great place. Lots to do. Uh, and great for weddings. So, Tori, what's your biggest challenge when it comes to either the wedding industry or the catering business itself? Well, in the beginning, it was just it was just finding great, dependable staff. I feel like we've got that under control now, but you know, I always will book an extra person, um, and if something happens and they can't make it, I do their role, or I have an event lead that can step out. And so, just just kind of protecting that has been. A challenge but I feel like we've got a system and got that under control but I just think sometimes getting everybody to show up for work all the time you know especially when you're booking 16 staff members for a huge wedding one of them may get sick or something happy you know and so just kind of keeping that staff flow I feel like people make or break almost any business that is customer facing True. Do you agree with that? Oh, <laughs> like, like I, I have a, a great tight knit little staff. We only have about eight or nine people because, you know, we only do two or three weddings in a day and we only need two bartenders max per event. Usually sometimes we have a third. So I'm very particular and I just have this tight little team. And there was one wedding where um, they were new folks and I was working with them and I, you know, I, interviewed them beforehand but during the wedding they just didn't really act as if as how I wanted them to act you know and they weren't yeah. terrible they weren't like being mean or anything but there's a few things here and there where I was like that's not up to par right. and you know we got to honor people's big days right there it's their it's one of the most important days of their life and they're throwing down a lot of money so I'm big on honoring that and respecting it but you know no matter how pretty the truck is 
it's the service that people will remember and they interact with the bartender more than any other vendor. So I'm sure you're the same way as, is your people represent you and that's the make or break, right? That's the, that's kind of where the, I mean, the food obviously is, <laughs> yeah, the food and the drinks are big, but it's the people who are delivering those and are interacting with the guests uh, who have a, a big effect on that guest experience. Right. Yeah. It took a long time for me to, to be able to let go and not be at every single event because if I was there, I felt like I could make sure everything went perfectly and then, or, you know, as best as it could. And, and, but now, you know, the team's trained and then there's people that have done many, many, many weddings with us and, and I'm confident in them. And so it just, it takes a little time to get your team together. So you said you have these team leaders, team leads. Mm-hmm. How, how do you look, what qualities do you look for in those folks? Like, how do you pick them? Um, well, they need to be a person that when a little piece of the cake is falling off, that they run, grab the photographer and the bride and groom and change the cake cutting time and have them stand on one side and try not to let the couple notice and smile and move on. So it's gotta be somebody that can jump in and figure out what needs to be done and, and keep everything calm and easy. So again, the couple can be the guest gotta be a fix-it person. So Tori, I always love the answers to this question. Do you have any crazy wedding stories for us today? I've got a few. Ooh, all right. uh, Yeah, there's there's one in particular that was really fun. (laughs) So, um, you know, when we're doing catering, a lot of times what people don't see is the back room. So in the back room, we're getting everything together. We're watching. If it happens to be a buffet, we need to know how quickly the food's going out, when it needs to be refilled. And so they're in the back making sure everything's hot and perfect and ready so we can just come switch the trays out and and keep it going. So we did this wedding and it was in Charlotte and um, they were very fun. They were a wild bunch. So they came in to the rehearsal doing a dance. Grandma is doing a dance. Grandma's dirty dancing breaking it down in the middle of the floor. They have a college DJ that plays at college. So imagine walking into a nightclub at 10 o'clock at night with lights flashing and everything going crazy. So this is how they start their reception. So I've got the planner that's got a timeline and everyone's supposed to come in with the intro dance, but grandma's still going and everybody gets seated for just a minute um and they sit down for about two minutes so we open the buffet we start to open it all of a sudden the dj plays a song that everybody likes everybody gets up from the table and is dancing and crazy and lights going it gets dark and it's it's nightclub style and so i have to start going to different like the main table hey let me bring the bride and groom their food okay let me uh let me ask people to come through the buffet so my husband's in the back and he said, how many people do we have left to feed? Because normally you're dismissing the tables and everybody's kind of going through an order. And I said, I don't, I don't know. And he's, how do you not know? What's wrong with you? Can't you see? And so I said, look out there. And he looked out and it was a club. You can't, you couldn't even tell. It was, it was hysterical. And we, we managed to kind of find everybody and, and like shoo them over to the buffet. And, and a bit, but, but it was, um, it was it was definitely a crazy story. And nightclub night, wedding. Night didn't end there, but, uh, wow. <laughs> but we'll stop the story there. It was great. <laughs> it was it was fun. The music was great. Couple was great. Um, 
definitely never had dinner like that. It's so funny the way people choose to celebrate. There's a whole variety of scenarios, isn't there? It was fun. I've enjoyed all my weddings. We we've never had any issues, you know, no no problems. But um, on one of my first weddings, I actually ran out of gas on the way to the venue, and that's when oh. I was driving the truck. Yeah, that's when I was actually driving the actual truck. They're not hauling it. So luckily, though, I pulled into a little. Uh, this is a guy cleaning cars, and he had gas can, and I there's a gas station a quarter mile up the road. So I, had a flat I, tire on the way with a food in the in oh the, in the no. way, and we had to go up this gravel road, and I just put air back in and like prayed the whole way up there and got to the venue. The tire was totally down. I had to call the the truck to come yeah. change, and, and we brought the food in and left the flat tire, and <laughs> we made it. See, I love that in a vendor. You just make it happen, right? You make it happen. <laughs> so, Tori, uh, is there anything in the works for the future with Carrasco, Carrasco Catering or anything else that you guys are working on? Um, well, we have a side project that we're doing right now. Um, the two chefs got together and, and they're helping to feed people in the community that need some extra food or that you know have lost income or don't have that. And so... They're working on that right now um, and opening a little Latin tapas bar and wine bar downtown. Um, so that'll be cool. But, um, but yeah, we've added two chefs. We've added staff. So we've got the ability to, to go out and, and do more weddings. And um, we're having fun talking to people about some of the micro weddings and some of the giant weddings. And um, it's just fun to, to talk to everybody about their vision and their style. And, and um, so, yeah. I guess that's what's new. What's new with you? Well, I'm actually working on kind of a micro wedding package myself. I wouldn't call it micro, but something that ha that's perfect for like 50 people. Right. So we're going to have your choice of vendors, you know, from like photography to DJ. The only uh, category we're not, that's not included is catering because I feel like there's such a wide range of, um, shall we say budgets for when it comes to catering, like a right. taco bar is so different from a uh, surf and turf. Right. I'm sure. And so there's and so much kind of taco bar. Do you want the, you know, <laughs> Flame and style, or do you want like fresh homemade chips and you know, it just totally depends. Exactly. So what I've, what I've done is I found vendors who are similarly priced for each category and people will be able to, ch you know, choose from these options and it'll all be like under I, the, the numbers that I'm trying to figure out is like, I want to get it all under 15 grand for about 50 or 60 people or so, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm pretty close. I'm, I'm under that right now, but I'm still working on a few of the vendors. So yeah, so that's what I'm working on. Uh, but as I said, the catering, we're not doing the catering as part of it because as I said, I think that could there's such a variable, right? So why even try? Whereas all the DJs that I'm looking at are about the same. All the photographers right. I'm looking at, same price. All the dessert carts I'm looking at, they're the same price. Whereas food can just be crazy. So that, I'm going to have like a list of, you know, recommended caterers, obviously. So go ahead and put you on there. But um, awesome. we're just not going to include it as part of the package, if that makes sense. Right. Well, and you've got to, people have to figure out what the food too. I mean, they need to try the food or they need to, be confident in the person that's doing it and people's tastes are different. It used to, 
that was the hardest thing for me in the beginning was when we would talk to somebody and like them and do a tasting and they choose somebody else. And it used to just, well, why, you know, and, and <laughs> I, I would personalize or internalize it. Yeah. Um, and now it's, it's, it's not meant to be. If you're, if you're supposed to work together, then you're going to work together. And, and now all of our, you know, couples are, they're matches for us. And so people have to find the right match for, for their food, for sure. I agree. I'm a big fan of that, of finding the right vendors for you, you know, not, it's so many people are like, who's the cheapest, you know, and I'm like, don't go by that. That's not how, you know, that's not going to create a good experience. Um, in the end, you know, probably. So choosing vendors that are a good fit, I think is important. And I love the face-to-face. -face. I do beer tastings and that's a great chance for us to see how we, uh, you know, get along and talk more about the day. So um, <laughs> if someone now, I'm beginning to get to that point where if someone inquires on the knot and I say, hey, let's set up a phone call. And they're like, no, just send us the price. And I'm going to be like, nope, sorry, we don't, <laughs> that's not that's how we work. That's what I do. Every person that inquires through Wedding Wire, I say, let's, let's set up a time because every couple's different. Every wedding's different. And so just for me to give out this, here's, here's the price. I want to make sure, I want to make sure that you like us and we like you and that we, you know, we understand each other and we have the yeah. same vision. Yeah, I agree. That we can create their vision. If we can't, then I want to, I want to pass them on to somebody that, that can Exactly. Yeah. We're not all the perfect fit for every client. I think that's something that every vendor should embrace, right? Some people say, Oh, I'm for everyone or I'm, you know, we do everything. It's like, no, you got to know your strengths, you know, and know what you're, you're good at and what you like and communicate that to your couples and they'll be more likely to resonate with that, you know? Right. Tori, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we hop off the call? Um, no, we're just grateful for your consideration and, and, um, you know, fellow vendors, we, we love working with you and we love this city and thanks. And thank yeah, you for giving me the opportunity to, to chat today. Of course. Yeah. I love chatting with my wedding frienders as I call them. <laughs> Actually, Megan from Carolina music planners called me earlier today and we caught up. So it's just so nice to have a community of folks that, are working together and producing amazing events for our clients. Agreed. Tori, thanks so much for being on Pistons and Prosecco. I hope to see you soon and take care of yourself. Thank you, you too.